Welcome to the Be Ruthless Show, where we have the conversations that other people don't, the conversations that other people won't. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and I'm ready to make a lot of noise and disrupt things ruthlessly. Thanks for being here today. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Be Ruthless Show. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and today I just want to talk about everything that's going on in the world in the Ukraine and the impacts that that can have all over, near or far. A lot of my clients and a lot of people I know are struggling with this. I talked to one person who hasn't been on social media because seeing things makes it harder for her. I have someone else who has been waking up like every hour throughout the night. And it shows up in different ways for different people. And I think it's important to acknowledge the fact that it's scary. And we, again, I say this all the time, but we live in this world with stigmas and judgments and, you know, misconceptions with things like boys don't cry and showing emotion is a sign of weakness. And all of that is not only wrong, but continues to make the problems worse and perpetuate everything we're trying to break through and change. So for anyone struggling with whatever you are struggling with in your life, and if that happens to be the state of the world and everything that we're dealing with, that's fine. But this still can be useful to you for any time you're dealing with a lot and feeling overwhelmed and see it interfering with things like your sleep or your mood overall. So I think that number one, the number one thing that we all need to do is to be kind, not only to each other, but to ourselves. I was talking to a client who was really judging herself in a way that the only way I could think of to help her understand was to give her the exact same example from for me to say, okay, what if I came to you and I was the one saying that? And of course, her reaction was that she would never respond to me or think any of the things about me that she was thinking and feeling about herself. And so it's really important to recognize that, that we're always our biggest critics, that we can, we can be so hard on ourselves. That's one thing, but to recognize that we do it in a way that we never would to anyone else is really, really important. So that's first, that we're human, don't judge ourselves, but also don't fight the feelings, don't resist and avoid and just try to sweep it under the rug because I always say what what (laughs) we resist persists because no matter what it is, no matter what issue you don't want to address. If you don't, it will show up in other ways. It will make whatever you're going through more intense. It will make it last longer. It will make it show up in other places. Like I'm your health, your relationships, your performance at work. So it's, I'm, and I'm also not saying that it's fun to, to be human and to feel those feelings. I recognize that obviously after losing Jim, I'm not saying that giving in, you know, that, that being human is easy and that feeling those feelings was in any way 
positive at the time. It was difficult. It was hard. But doing that allowed me to get to better places for myself in so many different ways. And had I fought those feelings and resisted them and tried to just live life, then I wouldn't have had the epiphanies and the aha moments and and reached the same places. So it's really, really important to recognize that your feelings are not a weakness. Your emotions are not a sign of weakness. Being human is not a sign of weakness. We aren't robots. We're not made to operate that way. And so if you're struggling, if you're feeling great, if you're feeling exhausted, you don't have to fight that and you don't have to figure out why and you don't have to understand it or analyze it. Just recognize that you wouldn't be as critical of anyone else as you're being of you. So that's number one. The second thing, this is nothing new. I say this about almost everything. And if I don't, I should and will. Uh, always, always go back to your breathing. It's a tool that you have anywhere you go, any time of day or night. It doesn't distract other people. It Unless you're driving, keep your eyes open if you're driving. That's the one and only place. But you can still do it with your eyes open and on the road. But that's the only exception, really, truly, any time of day, anywhere you are, you can close your eyes and just breathe and get centered and grounded. And it slows down your nervous system. There are so many reasons it's necessary. And quite honestly, we forget. And I can't tell, I am the first to do it. But we can hold our breath. I, I think I don't remember what I was getting done, but it was painful. And I remember the doctor saying to me, are you breathing? Because holding your breath actually makes the pain worse. So it's human nature. We don't do it on purpose, but we do it. And it makes what we're dealing with worse. So I was so grateful for the reminder. Instantly concentrated on my breathing. Of course, still felt pain but was able to deal with it in a better way. So no matter what's going on, it's not going to change the outcome. And I'm not going to say that it's a magical happy pill. You know, your reality still exists and the world is still the world, but you will be in a better place to deal with it. So always go to your breathing. I just talked about feeling your feelings, not resisting them. But I also want to be clear that that doesn't mean I want you to just sit in them and stew, right? I, we, all of us can do that or go down a rabbit hole or feed into it and, and kind of make it worse when we have tools and ways to deal with it. So I am not saying not to feel it. I'm just saying not to let it get the best of you and take control. And how do we do that? I enjoy nature and doing something outside with my dogs, doing something active. I have a friend who loves cleaning when her mind is a little bit overwhelmed. There are also a million creative outlets that we can go to writing, painting, 
you know, there's so many with me writing music. There's so many different ways to express ourselves. And that is still a release of our emotions. You can still get it out in some way, shape or form. And so think about what works for you. I like to be moving, like getting out, walking my dogs, doing something a little bit physical gets that's better for me than sitting still. But there are plenty of people who will tell you the opposite and say that they need to sit still. So it is about finding what works for you and not comparing and just get getting ideas and sharing ideas with each other because cleaning my house is not going to change anything in the Ukraine, but it might get my mind off of stressing about it. Right. So what works for you? And you can ask people and you can have a new idea every day. This is a list that can constantly grow. So the other thing is, and this is something you might not think of. I don't without conscious effort. And it's something I've worked on for a long time. But I think that we need to talk about it more in this world about clearly communicating our wants, needs, feelings, whatever that might be, right? So I was crabby one day and I let someone know because I don't want to take my mood out on you. I don't want, I also know that like things can bother me more on a day I'm crabby than on an, another day. They might just, you know, they might not phase me whatsoever. So this is data that we can share with each other to better interact. So I can tell you, this also came up with a client and I'll give you this example. And she and I have been working on reaching out to her tribe and leaning on the people who are there for her. And so it's a funny story because it, the call started with, well, I tried it and it didn't work. <laughs> Right. Like you were wrong, Sam. It doesn't work. So I said, tell me what, like a little bit more information, please. So she was in a really bad space and she communicated this in her language to a friend, loved one. But it wasn't my language. It wasn't English. I wouldn't have necessarily understood if I didn't know her what she meant, what she needed, right? So she just said, I'm having one of those days. I'm lonely. I'm bored. Okay. That's a factual statement. What she wanted was, do you want to come over or can I come over? Or do you want to go out with the pups or, you know, like some sort of let's get together. And that didn't happen. And I was saying that while there might be a handful of people that knew what she meant, we have to take responsibility of being really, really clear and letting people know what we need. So after thinking about it, did a little experiment, happened, not, it, she didn't have another bad day, but we tr she tried it again in connection to what I'm talking about right now. She was really overwhelmed with the news and everything going on in the Ukraine. And so was her friend. And they had the same friend, the same one who didn't get the clue um, on the day that she was bored and lonely. And they were on the phone and they were talking about it, about how, how they were both pretty overwhelmed. And this time she said, will you come over? Okay, do you see the difference? Will you come over? And you could even take it a step further. Will you come over? I need you. 
Will you come over? We can get through this together. And this is a great example. I'm glad I'm sharing it because the person who she's speaking to also is upset and struggling with what's going on. And she said, yes, but I have no motivation to get ready, like to look pretty, so to speak. And that's exactly, I mean, that was such a perfect thing for us to talk about because those are the people we need. We need people that we don't have to be pretty around. We need people who know they don't have to be pretty around us. We need people to know, I want your company, but I don't want to chit chat. Like, I'd like to know that you're here, but let's sit in silence. So this is such a learning opportunity for so many people before you decide that somebody didn't meet your needs, look at how you express them and whether or not you were clear. It's not a judgment. It's just room to grow and and ways to learn because if you tell 10 people I'm having one of those days, I'm kind of lonely and bored, you really truly could get 10 different responses. If you say to 10 people, will you come over? You're going to get a yes or a no. And in the context of this conversation, because it was an I'm having a tough time conversation, it clearly was, I need you. Will you come over? So most of the time, people can then meet that need. And like I always say, you then give them permission to do the same with you on a day that they're struggling. I guarantee you, this situation will happen in the reverse. And I will hear a story that, guess what, Sam? She said to me, I'm having one of those days. Will you come over? We just have to be clear. And there might be times that the answers are no, folks. This isn't always about dropping everything and being there, but it's about recognizing what we're expressing. And if people understand it, because I guarantee you, she wanted to be there for her on the bored and lonely day. She just didn't know the translation, right? So I think that's a really important lesson for us all to pay attention to on a regular basis because it can happen all day long if we're not clear. And then I think it's really important, and I say this a lot also, but we do need to focus on things we have control over. I know there is a lot of fear in the world right now. I know there are people with friends and family in the military dealing with, I know, I am not minimizing it. I get it. But what can you do in your current situation? What do you have control over? Can you get in touch with the person in the military? Probably not. So what can you do to take control of your life and how you deal with it and how you cope? Because, and this is why I talk about taking control of the things we have control over, because there is so much in this world we don't have control over. Let me tell you, I am not enjoying house hunting at all. I cannot wait until I can be in the, oh my God, I have so much to pack stage, right? Neither is fun, but I would give an arm and a leg maybe to just know it's done. I know where I'm going, right? But all of this is still because I'm taking control of the fact that I moved to an area 
that's higher risk for these fires that have been suddenly happening in Colorado. And hopefully we will never have another one. But I don't want to be in the same environment if we do. So what can you take control over as you're worrying about the stress of the world and what might be and what can you do in your life to, to take a little power and focus on things you do have a say over? Again, I know this doesn't change what we're dealing with in the real world. It is a tool to get through it better. It is a tool to make these events less stressful because other areas of our life, like believe you me, I would be less stressed living somewhere else while this is happening, right? So if we take control of the things in our lives that we do have control over, then when these out of control situations happen, we're at least best equipped to deal with them. So if you can't think of what those things are, reach out, whether that's to me or to a friend or family member, or you know what, to another professional. People are struggling right now and that's real. And it is a strength to recognize that you are and that you need support. And then allowing yourself to accept that support makes such a difference. So consider the tools that you have reach out for more support. I had an, another situation. I'm not repeating an episode. This is new and live, but I had another person tell me that they could not find a therapist. Um, they were, I, I was on a call for myself looking for some help with my business and something. And um, therefore had to explain what my business was. And this person was in Nashville, Tennessee and said, oh my God, I'm trying so hard to find a psychologist. I'm going through the hardest time. And I reached out to 10 people and got one response. And you know, that fires me up. You know, I one, not only one, the one said an appointment was available eight weeks out and no other options were given. No referrals, no suggestions, no tools, nothing. How is that helpful? I mean, it blows my mind. So as it happens, I have friends in the field in Nashville. And I said, I am happy to get some referrals that will absolutely call you and get back to you. And she burst into tears. I'm not kidding. This is the world we're living in where people are spinning their wheels and other, you know, I mean, it there's enough people out there that really do want to help that will get back to you. But when you don't know where to turn and what else to do, go to the people who do. Even if you never want to work with me, let me find, let me help you find the person you do want to work with. Don't struggle by yourself or in silence and, and make life harder than it has to be. Things are just crazy in this day and age. And it's also important to remember consciously on a regular basis what you have that you're grateful for because it's very easy to get caught up in the negativity and it and and not appreciate so many wonderful things in our lives so with that being said everybody stay safe and thank you again so much for being a part of this community your voice matters and these conversations matter and 
I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Please don't struggle alone. Sam at SamanthaRuth.com. And until next time, always be ruthless. Thanks so much for listening today. Your support means everything to me, truly. If this podcast resonates with you, please do me a favor and join in the Ruthless Movement by making some noise and doing one of these four things. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tell a friend so we can break stigmas even faster. Leave a review so people can see what you think of the show. And last, if you want to learn more about me and be a part of the Grief Hub community, please head on over to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Thanks again for spending your time with us and see you next week. Thank you.